Podnuts wants to thank everyone who supports the network by going to www.podnuts.com slash Amazon. Hey everybody, welcome to Geeksters episode 174. This is a show where we uh, just, guys get together, and gals if they come on the show, and we just get together and talk about life as a tech. What we do, how do we do it, how do we solve problems, how do we just get tired of computers and throw them out the window sometimes, and every now and then we throw in a copycat. My name is Martin Obano, I'm one of the hosts here, and I'm going to just get right to it, guys. I have had a, a an awesome awesome week, awesome couple weeks. It's been busy, but not like redlining it. I've gotten good sleep. I'm just excited to be back here talking to Geeksters. I bring a lot of stuff today. I've got just great stuff to talk about, and I'm, I'm excited to share with you guys um, for that. So, hey, uh, Tim, since he's right there at the microphone, how's it going? Hey, baby, how you doing? I'm doing good. Welcome to Geeksters Love Talk. Yeah, I, I've had... I've, I've had an adequate amount of sleep. <laughs> Things are going adequately well, and um, I'm bringing myself. So that's what that's, that's where I'm at. All right. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, um, Mitch, bring it on home. Okay. Well, just the opposite of you guys. I didn't get enough sleep as usual, <laughs> and I don't have no tech to talk about other than upgrading the speaker. I bought a soundbar for my TV. And my chronic fatigue is still there. Other than that, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, Geeksters, the most well-rounded show you will ever hear on the Podnuts Network. And if I stand up, you would definitely uh, agree with that, but I'm not no, going to stand not, up. I can stand up. Well, let's all stand up together. I'm a lot more rounded than you are. Is that TV still behind you? That's just the box. No, the TV but is up. it still there? Yeah, the box. Yeah, keep it, keep it for a while just in case I have to take it back. You know, I always people will always ask me, how you know, can I throw away this box? And I'm like, well, just 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 hold on to it for a little bit. That's what I was going to talk about. I remembered now. Um, so, so most of the people just want to toss their their new computer boxes away, and I say, please hold on to it. Well, what am I going to use it for? I said, if for some reason at any some time you need to return a, a a product, we have the box. And today I am returning a product. Um, this is a Dell laptop, and I have, there's a Dell behind me, I've got, I think, seven Dells, and there's actually a pile of Dells over there, um, that are just being phased out. Um, I have never, in the four years I've worked in Azobana Computing, and the seven years I worked in education where we bought 600 computers at a time, I have never returned a Dell computer except for t today, I'm returning one. And it was the weirdest thing. Uh, this computer, just a laptop for a client, it just doesn't work well. It's really slow. It's kind of bulky. Like it, there, it just feels like I'm dragging a bag of sand behind it. Um, so I, I, I submitted a ticket because it had 30 days. So I submitted an online ticket, and it was accepted and said was in the queue for review. It was just in the process of reviewing. So I waited and waited and waited. This on the 8th. It's now the 15th, and I called them today to check on that. And they said, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll get a ticket. And I actually have, so I have now a UPS label. I'm holding up a UPS label. To return that box, I'll go pick it up tomorrow. And I asked, do you have the original packaging? And the lady said, yes. Excellent. We'll put it back in the box. We'll send it back. So I asked the lady online at Dell. I said, how come you're giving me, a, you're, I mean, that's great that you're giving me a return right now, but that one's still in the queue being, being on hold. And she says, yeah, if you submit a ticket that way for a return on hold, or a return through our website, it could take up to two months before somebody looks at it. So, if you ever have to return a Dell computer, call them. Do not submit a ticket online because you will be waiting and and you know for at least two months. And I'm I'm glad they took the return back because I had like I said we bought the computer on the ninth. 
on the on November 9th. On the 8th is when I submitted a return request because you have a 30-day return. They have a 30-day return policy. And I was so I was kind of wanting to get make sure I get under that. And now being the 15th, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe I was going to have to fight them on that. But they went ahead and they took my request. So, so I'll be so, sending back a Dell computer. So it didn't run good at, from the scratch at all? You know, well, when I took it out of the box, it worked okay here when I was with it. But then I installed Office on it, 2016. I mean, this is a Core i5. Oh came my, with 4 gigs oh. of RAM. I put... I put another four in, and it felt like it was running better. But it, it, I just thought, well, maybe it's just me, you know. And I gave it to the lady, and she, the first day she's like, yeah, it's okay. Now she was going from an i3 HP with four gigs of RAM, and I noticed a difference. And I just, it, it just felt, just, you know what I mean? You just get that feeling of this computer just is running a little slower than it should be. Like it's just not right. And I, I thought, well, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's going to get better. And it never got better, and she just, I mean, I got emails from her saying, I've had it with this computer, I don't know what it is, but it's a pile of junk, I want to return it, so what she ended up doing today was going down, and I told her, these are the specs you can get. I said, if you want to get Windows 10, you can. Um, they're on a work group, so they're not they're not on a domain, and everything should work fine on Windows 10, because the applications that they use work fine on Windows 8 and 8.1. Um, and I said, please don't get an AMD processor. That's my opinion, um, and so and I will hopefully will take out the four gigs of RAM out of the one and put it in another. More than likely, she'll go pick up another HP. She really liked the HPs, um, and she uses a she uses the laptop and then an external monitor. So she uses two you know two monitors at her desktop with a uh, wireless keyboard and mouse. And so, you know, that's really what was one of the things I want to say was hold on to the boxes at least for a little bit just because you have to return it because that's going to save me, you know, and her money from having to go buy a shipping box when we have all the padding, all the, you know, the molded yeah. foam um, for, for sending back to Dell. See, I have two Dell's desktops here and um, i5s. And I just bought the one, one in May, and this thing flies. I mean, it came with 8 gigs of RAM. I mean, it really... Like I, I see them on sale sometimes at a Staples for four hundred dollars. I don't really need it, but I think it's a great deal for four hundred bucks. I don't think I could build one for that cheap. And um, and I have two of them actually. Um, well, one one was a little bit more than that, and the one it's doing it's in a raid. But actually, the one the other the, the recent one, which is not in a raid, it's faster. Um, so I'm surprised uh, you're having that problem on a Dell. Uh, you know, I would I would have tried like a like a Linux boot CD, see how, see how it ran it, ran in that. I don't know. Or, I don't know if I would have done a reinstall, see if it would have improved anything. But Well, it's, I mean, it's fresh, brand new, right out of the box. Yeah, I know. Kind of, you know. I know. I, you yeah, know and I, the, the client wasn't happy with it. And, yeah. you know, even even if you actually did work it out and you said, aha, this is it, and you gave it back to them, if they decided they hate the machine, they hate the machine. Yeah. And and you know what? Did she get? A, did she just get a Nerdell, the same model that, you know, because this was maybe was just a dud. No, no, no. She went back and got the HP, which is probably what she won in the first place. It's what she had it for. She liked it. You know, the HP could be complete garbage. But if that's what they, if if they don't, if they, uh, and I'm not, I'm not putting her down. If the client, if, if they get an idea in their head, you always have to let them run with it until they talk themselves out of the idea. If it's a bad idea. Right. No, that's a great point. You know. Yeah, and I, I feel, you know, part of me feels really bad because I'm the one who researched this laptop, and I said this is going to be a great laptop. It's going to do everything you need to do, and then it's now it's kind of a lemon. And and you know, I was talking to my wife about that. And she says, well, that's not your fault. You know, look at all the other Dells that you've deployed. 
Um, and, you know, and I, I'll stick with and I like Dell's, and I realize that Dell's had some security certificate issues, um, you know, come up, and I, I you know, and I, and I get that, and but I've just I've I've been a big Dell fan for a, a long time. Um, but it doesn't. But like you said, it doesn't matter what I think. Ultimately, if the client, you know, if the client wants a, a drive a pink Cadillac, then the client drives a pink Cadillac, and then my job is to make sure they get a pink Cadillac. I've seen some absolutely ridiculous machines deployed, uh, you know, in small business, and the situation where it's almost always the owner. Like everybody in the organization, you know, is on board and using what they what would it be like. You would recommend what would it be used, and the owner. Of the small, he's always sitting, you know, with this ridiculous thing. It's like, why do you have? Well, it was his idea, and, and you know, and I, I tried to mention this and that, and he he was like, you know, the guy's paying the bills, and he's dead set on this thing. You almost just have to let him have it until either he just either he agrees with you, uh, and, and goes away from this, or um, or or um, or he just, you know, I don't know. It's that's this is how I feel about antivirus software. I, you know, I've seen people. You know, they have products that maybe necessarily I wouldn't recommend. And I, you know, I ask them, "Is that working okay for you? Do you like it?" If they do, fine. I said, "I said, all right. Well, that's that isn't what I, I I ordinarily recommend. If you ever become dissatisfied with it, you know, let me know. We'll talk about it. Um, if if they aren't satisfied, well, that's my opening. And I can say, well, I I wouldn't. I that's not a product I would recommend." But I don't talk thing. Talk, I don't talk people out of things they're happy with because whatever you give them, they're gonna hate it. And they're gonna hate you for it. Right. <laughs> I mean, if it, if, if, it, if it you know if it, there's a security concern, like I've been trying for years to talk this one guy out of Windows XP. I can't. Oh, I, 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 I mean, I can't. I can't. And this guy, I mean, this guy hosed his machine, and I was able to bring it back from the dead. Because he didn't want to buy another machine. This is the guy that the, we've talked about this one actually on the show. The same guy who goes to these sites and he actually fully admits it. I go to these sites, I get my computer infected. Can you please clean it up? It's running Windows XP, you know. But he wants, he loves his, he loves his 12-year-old Windows XP laptop that that you could prop up a small car on. But he loves it, and I can't talk him out of getting a new machine because he just wants it. So. I get paid to fix his Windows XP machine. I have antivirus on it. I have malware bytes on it. I have crypto blocker protect on it. But he loves his Windows XP machine. Well, that's his deal then. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So. It's not illegal. No, I just. I, I mean, it's it's not bright, but you know, it's. <laughs> It'll be. To, people are allowed to be stupid. It's it's perfectly legal to be stupid. XP will be that abandoned wear pretty soon. Yeah, abandoned where they give oh. up the whatever not, the legal not stuff. Not where. Huh? Ab- no, no, not abandoned. No, not no. <laughs> <laughs> abandoned where. Like, like buy this twelve box of Cracker Jacks and get free Windows XP. Gosh. So yeah, one I, thing I. But you, yeah, it's like, hey, you can run an emulated XP in a in a web browser. We use it at work still, so you hear me say that all the time. Well, you know, SCJ643 in the chat says XP runs great on new machines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can only, the XP 64-bit wasn't very good. Yeah, so. the, there were driver issues, and if you know, 32-bit, you limited this game. Because, yeah, because driver support and uh, limited RAM issues, that's that's the only reason we're still not using XP. That's right. Only, only if. Yeah. So this is one of the things that came in just before the show started, and I, I wanted to be this our, our opening 
uh, new, breaking news story. So uh, in the in the Geeksters Journal of uh, North American Food, scientists have now done studies that greenhouse gas emissions from lettuce production are three times higher per calorie than from bacon. Hmm. So with um, the because to get the same amount of calories from bacon as you do from lettuce, you have to eat two heads of lettuce, two heads of iceberg lettuce, and then you take in. You take in transportation, the uh, how fast lettuce spoils and stuff like that, and therefore you end up with pork and or bacon being more beneficial to greenhouse gas emissions and the environment than lettuce. So there you have it. You heard it here first. Eat more bacon, salad, well, eat if you can get it. More fiber in the uh, lettuce. <laughs> well, but more flavor in the bacon. That's right. For, for sure. You know what? Eat bacon with a side of Geritol. Uh, Tums, Tums in my case. Or Tums, you know, whatever liquid you pour in, you use the spoon. What is that? Flex, go, colon, blow. I don't know what it's called, but uh, there you have it, folks. Yeah, Metamucil. Metamucil, there it is. That's the one. That's that's for a regular air. Oh, never mind. (laughs) I know all these things because I'm 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 in that age group. Uh, who, figured look at, this, who figured this? I, well, I guess there's like a whole bacon cult that, that exists, but uh, that seems like a strange study trying to determine what foods are. It's like we're so far beyond the point of whether it's any good for you or not. Is it good for the environment? Right. Nobody cares about you. No. Nobody cares about you. What What's about the environment? Because you know the one thing about the environment: nature won't take care of itself eventually. Nature just rolls over and does what it's told. That's uh, that's uh, that's actually very very interesting. Huh. Yeah, people love their bacon. I, I love my bacon, but I'm on a low carb diet, so I, I have to eat lettuce too. But I I do enjoy my bacon. Very good. Do you guys have uh, stuff to talk about? I don't want to bogart the whole show. Just that um. Well, you know, I bought this 55 inch Samsung TV a few weeks ago, and. You know, in, in these newer TVs, you're not going to get real good sound because, you know, you got something that's like a half inch thick. You're not going to get right. real good speakers in there. So, um, and I, I didn't want to spend a lot. I wanted to get a sound bar. So I'm just reading different reviews and, um, they have this Vizio 3821, 38 inches, and it comes with a, a wireless subwoofer. And if things sounds really good, I'm, I'm really satisfied with it. And my wife, she's, she's not complaining about it. Now my dogs, you know, with the subwoofer going off, you know. Well, if the wife's not complaining about it, hey, you got something, pal. Hey, right, you know, right, the right. wife, the wife will take care of herself. She's not going to roll over and. That's she, right. She loves the TV. I mean, she actually loves the TV. Um, they had those Christmas special or shows on last night where they, uh, where they're, um, judging the best decorations in the neighborhood. They like three different neighborhoods around the country. Then they have oh, the, sure. it was on ABC. It's really, really good. Look, look yeah. great on that, on that TV. Um, and the sound bar it, for 138 bucks at Walmart, it, it sounds really good. Better than those uh, speakers. Do you have a model, model rather, a brand? Yeah. Is a Vizio oh, for, for the, Soundbar or the TV? Yeah, right? soundbar. It's a uh, Vizio SB thirty eight twenty one. Sorry, I didn't it, hear. You. If you said right, I didn't hear. Okay. Vizio SB thirty eight twenty one. How much did you pay? At it was one thirty eight. It was a special buy at Walmart. They had right. one left in there. I mean, on the website it said one seventy eight, and but I'm in the store looking, and uh, 
I had it for are you using the Are you using the digital audio? Op- optical, yep, optical cable. Yep. It comes with I, it comes with all the cables. It comes with optical, uh, the digital axle, and the um, the one point eight. Uh, yeah. Podnuts. dot com slash Amazon. Uh, one forty. So one thirty nine ninety nine. Right. And they got good reviews. If you you'll you'll read the reviews on it. Yeah, um, it has um, it has five stars, one customer review. But I'm talking uh, one customer. But I mean, I'm talking like where they did some reviews on it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't see a whole I lot. But I mean, I was looking. I mean, I was thinking about getting uh, a Poco Audio. And that was like well, almost three hundred dollars. The one I was looking at, and um, and then some of the reviews. I'm talking about the actual, actual where you had like CNET or somebody doing a review on it. It wasn't too good. Not user reviews. But um, and then I was looking at I was looking at some of the bows, but you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna get anything under four hundred dollars with them, and there's no way I'm gonna. Although I was thinking about it, but it's too much money. Well, one of the things my wife wanted to do for my my birthday or Christmas last year, two years ago, was um was put in a, a better sound system in our house um, because we, when we, when we had the other, our old house, the, we had an amplifier and out of the amplifier, we actually had speakers. And so our TV sounded good because it was coming out of speakers. Well, when we moved into this new house, what we did is we put the TV up and it was in an alcove above like a, like a fireplace mm-hmm. and there, we couldn't mount the speakers anywhere. And so we went and so her plan was to, but they, what they had done off to the side was run a, uh, patching and tubing so you could take all your cables and come down to the side and then out of the wall and you know you put a sound system there and hopefully so we talked about putting in um a sound system and that would be you know putting the the surround sound up in the speakers and around in the house you know and mounting them and stuff like that and somebody said no you now just do sound bars and so we ended up buying a sound bar as well and i can't remember who makes it but it was about the same price and actually works really well mm-hmm. and it was you know Instead of seven hundred dollars or whatever six hundred dollars that my wife was planning on spending, we ended up spending about one hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had I had a uh, a Sony surround set with the subwoofer. No, I didn't have the subwoofer, but it had five speakers, um, and it it worked well. But I, I got rid of it years ago, and uh, I just don't need to, need to deal with all those wires again. And yeah, the one thing I didn't know is that you had to pull. There was a little plug in the um, digital or the the digital audio. Mm-hmm. The wire light. And so I kept trying to just put the cable in there and it wouldn't fit. And I was turning it and I was like, maybe it was. And then I realized, oh, there's a, oh, I know what it was. The cap on the light. Like, oh, yeah, the cap pull on it out. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. The, I should have. And I, so I spent like, I literally spent like 20 minutes trying to figure this out. You're talking, you're talking about the optical the opti- yeah, cable. The cable. Yeah, the cable. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's a cap on it. And I went, oh, like a fiber cable, which mm-hmm. I There's with. one thing I know about you. You're not, you're not in the hardware. Oh, gosh. I can't. I'm, I can barely, I can barely find a key to put in. The, like, how do I get the key in the ignition? And it doesn't matter; it goes either way. And I still, yeah. Yeah, you, you don't want to kink. You don't want to kink those uh, optical cables either. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my my Achilles uh, tendon right there. Give me an optical oh, cable. Plug man. it in. Oh, this is gonna. We're gonna be here a while, folks. You know, it it really is incredible how much how much audio there is in. You know, television, it, movies that, you know, you can watch it and you can listen to it on you know, a couple decent speakers and, and you get a sense of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But it really is incredible. Every once in a while, you know, when I actually listen to something that I'm familiar with out of a really, really decent set of speakers, you know, 5.1 set up and everything, and I'm listening to it and you hear it's, and it's all nuance, you know, it's, 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 
it's not it, without it. You're not. It's not like you're lost. You don't know what's. But I mean, all this is so much more. It's nuanced. It's, it really is absolutely incredible that when when you do hear something about a really good set of speakers, um, and that reminds me that um, uh, the I watched uh, the movie Whiplash. Anybody familiar with it? Yes. Great, great yep. movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Leave it maybe after the kids go to bed. Yeah. But um, the, the I watched the movie Whiplash, and I watched it on a laptop with it was it was a seventeen inch laptop with a de- decent set of speakers, and it's got a little subwoofer in the bottom of it. And uh, I really enjoyed the movie. But it wasn't until a couple weeks later that I plugged. It. I, I have I have a set of USB speakers that uh, they're amazing. And just uh, on a lark, I I took them upstairs, I plugged them in. I was watching something else. I thought well, I want to check out the movie. I put that I put the I watched Whiplash. I, I thought well, I'll just listen to a couple minutes of it. So I wanted to hear the difference. It, the difference. I ended up watching the entire movie again because. I had no idea what I had missed the first time around, and uh, especially something like that. It's you know, the audio is is critical of that movie. Um, uh, I was really stunned, and so but the USB speakers stay up there now. But uh, yeah, I um, yeah, I, I, you just can't you just can't beat a really good set of speakers. Yeah. Hey, here's something I worked on last week in in my um in my never ending quest to to not turn anybody away ever for any reason, no matter what they bring me. I fixed a metal detector. A metal detector. Wow. People bring me the most bizarre things, and and usually it's you know it's and this is exactly the sort. It's like I know you're not a metal metal detector repairman, but you have you know you fix stuff for. Can you take? I'm like, well, I'll take a look. Well, it just wouldn't power on, and um, I, I I think the the issue here was that, <laughs> that this thing this thing was ten fifteen years old and was many hundreds of dollars. Uh, new and although it's one of the older ones that that uh, this guy has, it's it's one of the best. He just he just loves the thing, and he said he's found all of his best stuff with it. So, um, but it's all solid state, and you know, it's got a digital readout and the buttons. You know the buttons. It's not like you know the old what you might imagine old old style. You know physical switches. Now I mean the buttons are all it's all solid state stuff, and so it and it, you, you all you have was the an on off button. To, you know, you press the on on button and and nothing would happen. So the, the screen would light up, nothing would happen. So well, and it's made it's made from Oregon. That's why. Is it made in Oregon? Yeah, it says uh, manufactured by White's Electronics, Sweet Home, Oregon. Um, Sweet Home is about oh, I would say probably about an hour and fifteen minutes from me. It's not uh, it's not not very far from our good friend uh, Cody Cooper. All right. Well, next time you go past there, tell him that. Uh, Tell them there's a very satisfied customer in Pittsburgh that uh, loves their device, and, and they need to they need to uh, maybe take a look at, at corrosion in their devices. <laughs> yeah. Well, from the from the awesome paint job that that one has, I would say that that was probably purchased late '70s, early '80s. Um, it has that HBO early HBO looking to it. Look it, to it. It really does. It's it has it's. Um, you know what? It, it kind of reminds me of the old Zenith logo. Oh yes. Rainbow behind it. I think that he, I think he said he's had about 15 years. I, I'm not sure, but um, anyway, I, I had this was quite uh, an adventure for me. Just disassembling it, look on his bits, try to figure out what. I mean, a lot of the, most of it's familiar. It's just electronics, but it was, it's just kind of interesting how the whole thing went together and what goes into a metal detector and um, and ultimately, I there was a, a bit of corrosion and we, I cleaned everything up, got it back together, it was working fine and. <clears throat> So, but the thing is, I, I turn it on and it just goes through these menus and menus, and you have to calibrate and all this stuff. And I'm like, 
I just knew that it worked. I, it would turn on now, which it didn't before. Now I think that's what he was looking for. So I said, well, while you're here, let's let's take. I want to I want to see this thing work. I said, I want you to test it, make sure that everything's working. So he uh, he went and he kind of went around my yard with it, and I, it was it was really it was really cool. He he found a spot and he said that it finally made a noise. It's a, a reliable noise. He said there's something here. So you know he did his little thing and basically he marked out a spot and I stuck a screwdriver. It was, it was dark, so I stuck a screwdriver in the yard so I could find it the next day. And I went out there and he said it's right about in here, and he said uh, hey it's probably about eight inches deep and uh, he said it's probably copper maybe a penny. Okay, I got there the next day. I dug down. I mean and I it dug down exactly where he marked it. It was it was about seven to nine inches. I couldn't tell you exactly. And I found a, it was a bit of construction debris. It was actually, this is just so amazing. It was actually a, uh, uh, some kind of bit of wiring, but it was two pieces of copper wires, uh, with a splice, uh, like, uh, like a crimp, you know, like a crimping, uh, connector, mm-hmm. um, crimped together. And it was about an inch long, but it was, ex- it was, ex- it was exactly below and at, at roughly the same depth as, as that thing marked out. And it probably had about as much copper in it as a penny. It was, I was, I was disappointed. I thought maybe I'd find something. Cool. New hobby, new hobby, new hobby. Oh my gosh, no. It's, well, the White's hobby. Electronics, it made that, they're still around. They said Mary, uh, family owned since 1950, but they're still, uh, they're still around doing stuff. It is a big, well, it is a big hobby for people. It's, yeah. Um, it's like anything, you, you know, it's a hobby. So you, you might find some really cool jewelry or money or whatever, but think about hobbies, they cost money. So you, I, you know, yeah, I would yeah, never yeah, go yeah. into it expecting to like actually be ahead, but, but the things he's found and it, it really is uh, an excellent, excellent, it's a very, it's just a wonderful hobby. So I was glad that I was able to get that back up and running for him. And uh, I got that uh, such a great demonstration. And, so, I mean, that's, I, that's I, another I, item just of crazy things people brought me, and I've sent them away happy. I mean, for where I live in Hanover, I'm only 15, 17 miles from Gettysburg. There's uh, but I think if you find stuff there, you 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 got you can't keep it. I don't I don't believe anywhere bones. in Gettysburg. No, I'm not talking about bones, but I'm talking about yeah, you'll find. I think I don't know if you can keep right. it. Or you got to turn it in because it's national. Property or something, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, there's a probably all kinds. Yeah, there's probably all well, kinds of old yeah. stuff there. But, but what they don't know, they don't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, hey, man. But man, I don't. I don't even, I don't even think you're allowed to be up here with a uh, yeah. metal detector. Well, just do it at night. I just. Yeah. Well, I, I just run it down my pants leg, and that's I, right. You should be sweeping around with my foot. Then when they ask you what that is, you can say it's a bone. Actually, yeah. there there is a show on TV, um, maybe a couple of different ones. They were using metal detectors, and one of them. They're trying to find some some money that was stolen by the Union, then restolen again by the Confederates, or I don't know. They were all in different states, but it was it was kind of interesting. Nice. It's treasure hunting. Yeah, right. yeah. What have you right. been tearing up, Martin? Oh my gosh. Okay, so for a while, all of a sudden, so there's an HVAC system inside of one of the schools that I maintain. And internally, we could access the HVAC system, no problem. You go to the internal IP address, It's and it's Java-based. So, needless to say, um, this is a company that I, had, I probably brought up, uh, gosh, it had to be at least maybe a couple years ago. Their VPN would work. They called me out. I couldn't figure it out. We had a huge power outage when I was working on their VPN system at their business. I brought it home. I bought them new VPN devices, configured them, sent them out as, as a 
kits and everything's worked great. Well, all of a sudden, because these are Java-based systems, they update all the time. And they said, we can't access the Java-based system externally. So they go to the external IP address. It's all on port 80. There's, I haven't changed anything with the firewall. They said, it's, it's broken. It's your fault. I said, no, I don't, I don't think it's my fault. I think your guys need to maybe reboot your system or something. You know, something happened to your guys' system. No, 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 it's yeah. your fault because, pardon me? Uh, no, no I, I, I'm, I was kind of like just... I was agreeing with you audibly, and then yeah, I don't, I don't laugh. like him saying it's your fault. I, I, I was getting mad. Well, then, oh, then they went too far. Oh, now it's my fault, huh? You yeah, throwing well, the gloves off. Well, I, I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't rule it out, but you know, so, but they say because we can access it internally, therefore it's responding, so we know the system's up. And I said that makes sense. They said so. It's got to be something on the router, which I'm like, well, I don't know. So how do I test this? There is a great Windows program out there called Port Listener. P-O-R-T-L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And it's a small, uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes. It's a small executable that you can go and you can download. Run it on any machine. Then what you can do is you can say listen to or listen on port whatever. Well, for, for this, this um, they were coming in on port 80. So set it up on a computer, changed it, put it port 80, said listen, go, went into my router, changed the IP address, right? Change the IP address to that computer, not the static one for the for the HVAC system. And uh, externally, I I just go to the website and it just comes up. I, there's no website. I just go to the IP address and it and it comes. There's nothing comes up, but I can see something calling that that um, device. Okay. Yeah. Um, externally, I can I do a telnet. You know, uh, any Linux box, Windows telnet. The IP address, telnet space the IP address space and the port number. So telnet external IP address space 80. Enter. Boom! I get a response. I see the port listener activate. I see the you know the little log box pop open. So I see that port 80 is being transferred in, and it's actually going to where it's supposed to go, and it's responding back out. So I know my firewall settings are correct. Yeah. We go round and round, and I they say you know we need to get this figured out. We need to have. Could you come on site with us, and we'll and we'll um we'll take a look. Well, I said sure. And so one of the things that had happened in the past regarding a a um. A uh, FOB system was that in this school they have so many IP addresses that we have a 192.168.0.1 um, with a slash 23, which means we have 192.168. These are internal 192.168.0.1 through 1.254. So we span both subnets, right? Um, and so I thought, well, what? And we, the problem we were having with the FOB system is that by default, when you type in, like most machines, even on Windows, 192.168.0.1, and you hit enter, it fills the subnet, right? Because you know that's a class C, so it fills the subnet automatically with 255.255.255.0, which means that if you have another subnet, it can't see it because you're limited to 0.1 through 0.254. Okay? So I thought, so with the, the FOB system, they did that. It automatically filled. I needed to have them go back and make it 255.255.254.0. Now everybody could see it because the FOB system wasn't working. Okay, so we fixed that. So I'm getting ready to go to the shop, and I think, oh, I bet the subnet is wrong. So we go down there. We take a look. Subnet's right. As we're scrolling through the stuff, I see the gateway is not filled in, which means that data was coming in hitting the JACE, and then the JACE was trying to respond, but there's no gateway, right? Yeah. It can't get back out to the Internet, and it fails. You get page not found because you don't get any reply back. So that uh, we fixed that problem, and they were back up and running and nothing flat, and it was actually them, and they said, well, this being Java, it updates all the time. So mm -hmm. don't, don't know if, if, uh, if 
my, you know, that that was caused it, but it's been resolved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, well, my son. found something to blame their uh, mistake on. Right. Right. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I was by the time we realized what the problem was, it was resolved in minutes because all we had to do was put the subnet in. But what I wanted to bring to the show was that port listener application to just say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm trying to call you. Will you please answer the phone. I, I know. <laughs> Well, my son, my son, I know. So my son's at school. My son's at school, and and he just finished his chemistry, some chemistry that he had to make up because he was at a comp, a band competition last Thursday, and I'm coming back to the school tonight, and he wants me to bring him Mexican food. <laughs> but I don't know where I'm gonna find Mexican food. He's like, please, can we have Mexican food? Taco like, Bell. So he may get Taco Bell. <laughs> so, uh, hey, you know, I'm a tech. I'm a father. I'm a husband. This is what I do. Uh, and a real good guy. Uh, but I cannot do the hardware. Cannot pull a cap off of a digital audio. Yeah. Oh, no. that's... that's not for you yet. Yeah. So that was kind of one of those, yay, we fixed it. All right. Had another client. To, I've got two VPN stories now. Had another client who, this is a, this is the owner of a veterinary clinic. And really? what we don't, we don't charge for one. I know, I know. Um, owner of a veterinary clinic, and what he does is their software used to run, you would install it on the local machine and then VPN in and then run the local software, but being that everything has to run on the computer, so it has to parse all the data from the server to the local machine, it was lagging so, so terrible. Um, unusable, actually. They couldn't use it. Uh, so this was a couple uh, about a year ago. We got a hold of the company. They said, oh, you're not supposed to do it that way. That's that's never how the, the program was ever supposed to be designed, but they were just doing it that way and never called the company. So the new way was you remote in. I give everybody an RDP session. Once they or they VPN in, once they connect to the VPN server, then they remote to their local terminal, their local computer, and they just work on the program that way. Solve the problem. Everything's working fine. Well, the doctor called me and says, I can no longer remote, I can no longer use the RDP session to connect. I said, is your VPN working? He says, yes. So I double checked with him, did a remote session, yes. Confirmed I can VPN, ping internal, you know, get all the resources internally, map drives and everything, but I could not remote to his local computer. Okay. So I started looking around and, and I tested it on my machine, no problem, could remote in, could VPN in, everything worked just fine, no problem. Using his credentials, everything. All right. So I start looking at his local computer and I start looking at the firewall rules and I turn off, you know, RDP and turn it back on and turn disable the firewall and re-enable the firewall and, you know, just all the stuff you normally do. So then I start looking into, and, and, and I could also, I could also VPN in and then RDP to other computers. So, so RDP was passing through the firewall. Just want to make that, make, clarify yeah. that. So it was specialized locally to his one machine. Realized that going through his list of stuff, because I, uh, it's his computer. He's kind of a tech-ish, like sorta. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so he installed Spybot Search and Destroy, and I thought, you know, let me just uninstall this. <laughs> I uninstalled Spybot Search yeah. and Destroy, and VPN or at least RDP started working again, yeah. no problems. Spybots. <laughs> but he had two or three different versions of Spybot installed, right. so. If you Google Spybot, yeah, also not to be dangerous, right? If you Googled Spybot, you will. Um, <laughs> if, if you, yeah, it's 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 yeah. well, it's it's fifteen, it's quarter to five, and everybody's like, oh, it's almost five o'clock. We should call the tech guy. Um, I should answer it, the tech guy. Uh, anyways, just pass, it, just pass it through to me, and I'll take care of it. All right, I, I will. I just hit reject, so I, I don't hope. To, I hope they're not listening to the show. But I won't say that, who it is. Um, you have me in your phone as reject. 
Yeah. <laughs> I um darn it. I uh what was I saying? Oh, you Google Spybot search and destroy in VPN and you end up with a lot of uh, a lot of posts saying that Spybot will block the system. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't used that in year. I might have used it one time in recent years, but that was that was the main program back in the day years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. So put on malware bytes, remove Spybot, and uh, Bob's your uncle-in-law, and you're good to go. Yeah, you know, that's actually, and you, and you bring up, you know, it reminds me of a good point is that when uh, when I get a machine in and people complain about the problem, one of the, one of the most important questions I ask them is, when did this start? And try try to get a sense of what were they doing immediately before that, or what, and what were they doing immediately after that, and so. Um, you know, it kind of gives you a sense of the time. You try, you try and get a timeline. Right. And so, Did you install anything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah. And, and um, you know, so often if, uh, if if systems and, and this is a situation where it it wasn't like it was in fact the machine was really really forked. It was just you know a, a feature stopped. And so, you know, well, what when did that feature stop? You, you can even go to system restore, and if there's a recent if everything's working properly, there should be restore points that you can go through and say, well, aha, I see where you did this then, and, you know, uh, that that can kind of help narrowing down what happened when. But, uh, yeah, just ask them, when did this start? Which, you know, most people are like, I don't know, between, between three days and four months, I'm not sure. But, you know, if you, if you can kind of nail it down a little bit, that that's a huge, uh, a huge bit of the investigative work that, that, uh, um, that you will you, you can avoid if you can just kind of get a sense of the window which uh, this started. So, yeah. hey, good, good find, man. I, that's not. I don't know if that's some. That's not. That, that's not a place to start spy bot. So arriving at that point as quickly as possible, it's it's pretty good. My son doesn't want Taco Bell. because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pick him up a salad from Wendy's. We were drive right by Wendy's on the way to high school. I said Taco Bell. He says no Taco Bell. I said what else? He said a salad is fine then. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know how that works out. I, I will. I will. Okay. Hang, hang on, every word. I, I, pardon me. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> An, another another VPN issue. All right. This one is going to require some thinking. Uh, uh, so if you have a pen and paper or pen, pencil, paper, whatever, get it down because here we go. All right. So I have three. There's going to be <laughs> McDon- <laughs> McDonald's. My son doesn't ever text in like a sentence. He thank, send, you, send, could, you, send, send. And so it's just like anyways. Um, kids these days. Uh, okay, three locations. I have my my home or my my you know my office here, the client's office, and then the client's home. All right, my home external IP address. I'm not gonna give you the whole thing, but it's like 50.39.x.x. Okay. The client's home IP address, external, is 50.126.x.x, and the client's work external IP address is 50.126.x.x. Now, my is, I have a static IP address, so I don't even know what the subnet is on my, or by a dynamic, so the subnet on mine, my external IP address is going to be pretty big, because it's out of a pool of IP addresses, right? When you get a static IP address from a company, and these are all happen to be from Frontier, when you get a static IP address, they give you what's called a slash 30. So it's 255.255.255.252. That's it. And what that does is it allows you to have one broadcast, one network, and then you have one IP address in the middle, and that's yours, because there is no pool because you get a IP address. My client's home is also dynamic, so he also had a pool of IP addresses. So 
But when I looked at paper, the two IP addresses never crossed each other. The home, his home, and his work. But what was happening when he goes home, he goes to VPN into his work, and it times out. I come to my house, I VPN into the work, and it works just fine. I try to ping the... I do a telnet, or not a telnet, but a trace route from my home computer to work, and I see it go through. Hits my router, da -da 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 -da, all the way through to his static IP address at his work. Done. I do a trace route, and this took a while to get to this point. Took Did a trace route from his home to me, all the way through just fine. Okay? Trace route from his home to his work, and it hits his router and then stops. Do a trace route from his work to his home. And it hits the internal router, the, the, the internal router, the FIOS router, and then stops. So all of this, and I could VPN, I could do everything except the two, his home and his work would not talk. And it was a frontier issue internally to frontier. It was, and this took a while to kind of come up to this conclusion of, you know, well, I would reset his VPN, I would test it, and I was VPNing as him from my house and getting in just fine but he could not do it from his house. He could VPN as him on his hotspot, and it would work oh, just fine. But so. it was just something to do with his home, and I thought maybe it was wireless. Hooked up to wired, same thing, no problem. I mean, same same, same issue, had a problem. Okay, so with the hotspot, I mean, you've isolated to the ISP. Yeah, so we said schedule an appointment to go down to, and I had mentioned this on the one of the, the Voxer chats with a whole bunch of people kind of brought this out because I said, I am kind of lost in where to go with this, and it kind of explained it, and um, so we, we scheduled time. I was going to go down to his office, and, and we were going to call Frontier. And so I get Frontier on the phone, and I got a terrible connection with the, the rep. And I just couldn't, like, I couldn't hear this person. So <laughs> I said, could you? Comical. That could is you, comical. I, I'm like, could you call me back? We're, well, she never called. We're in the business of communications. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I kid you not. I was like, I couldn't. Yeah. So I said, could you call me back? Well, she never called me back. But in the meantime, so this is this is kind of the and I've spent now I've spent probably two hours on this project, right? Over different times and testing and looking at different things. I I hang up with the frontier because I know they're gonna call me back, right? Thumbs up. Um and the guy goes he comes over to me and he goes, Um, something we've been thinking about was that when we moved into this building, we wanted to have Comcast, but Comcast wasn't available. Well, Comcast just pulled a new line and now we can get Comcast available in this building. Uh, I think we're going to go to Comcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, he, and I said, well, that would resolve the issue. Um, do you want me to continue with Frontier? And this Because I had my, my laptop was out. I had notes out. I was going to be like, I, I, because I knew going into this, I was going to have to escalate this with Frontier. There was no way their first level tech was going to help me with this. I was going to have to fight them and say, right. it's on, look, I have to prove you, prove to you without a reasonable doubt that it's something internal to your routing protocol on some FIOS switch somewhere in your Pacific Northwest. Like, you know, this has to go to a inside tech. And uh, and he says, yeah, we're going to switch to Comcast. So do you want me to continue? And he goes, nah. <laughs> so I'm like, two hours. I'm like, I'm like, okay, uh, I will pack up all my stuff because soon as, because he's like, well, I said, you realize in the meantime it's not going to be fixed until you switch over to Comcast. He goes, yeah, I don't do it very often. If I need to, I'll just go down to Starbucks or just come into work because he only lives like five minutes away from this office. Or I'll just use my phone or something like that. I'll just get it off squared away. Beautiful. <laughs> but it was one of those calls where I banged my head, figured it out, was like triumphant, get ready to storm into battle. And it's like, yeah, never mind. 
<laughs> so, uh, uh, anyways, that was, that was our, our third VPN pardon? story. That was my third one. That was our third VPN story. No, I think it was only two. Is that a, is that the same? Is that the same? Uh, I thought okay. Anyway, so we had we had a, we had the doctor's office with the veterinary clinic that couldn't VPN because of spy bot, and then uh, and a uh, Verizon. Okay. okay, all right. So that same company that I'm talking about with the VPN, he the reason he was ha he knew he was having VPN issues is because he bought a new laptop, and in the process of buying a new laptop, they called me. What should we do? What should we get? They what they want because they do AutoCAD and and that they needed a pretty like they needed a workstation laptop. Well, it was hard to find those with Windows 10 or Windows 7, so they ended up going with Windows 7 Home. Or sorry. Scratch that. They're trying to find Windows 7 Pro, couldn't find it. They end up going with Windows 10 Home, and this was the first time I had ever gone into Windows 7. Sorry, 10. <laughs> Man, got into Windows 10 Home, and inside of there, you can update it to Windows 10 Pro for $99, $99.99. Um, so I said, well, I hope this works. If it doesn't work, then uh, because they are on a domain, if it doesn't work, then we'll just figure it out. Um, we'll still install QuickBooks and We'll just have to redo some mapping in the background. So I bring it home. I do all the updates, which doesn't take too long because it's Windows 10. And then I go to update to the Pro, and it doesn't take. And But before you update to Pro, you have to create a Microsoft account. Well, my, this company is hosted through Office 365, but it wouldn't take it. But to even, so I tried, it wouldn't take, I tried, it wouldn't take, I said, fine, I'm going to do all the updates, because I thought, why would I do all the updates for Windows 10 Home if I'm just going to upgrade to Pro? So I update to Home, and... I update to home and it takes a bit and then finally it gives me different it's a different login screen now so I know I realize they've done something different they changed something and it won't take his office 365 account at all not so now I have to create him an Outlook account or a live account or Hotmail account whatever so I create him one of those just for the purpose of upgrading it and then I go to upgrade it oh what happened was this was when I went to upgrade it without the updates it would say Microsoft is busy try back later it just wouldn't go through. Try back later, try back later. Microsoft is busy. Right, we couldn't process your request, try back later. So I would try back later and it wouldn't, so I did all the updates and then now it was like, oh, we're not busy but you don't have a valid account. So I had to create an Outlook account. Now I could log in. I go to update it and it says, oh, and it starts. And I'm like, great, this is what I wanted to do. So it starts, it downloads everything just like Windows 10 where it downloads a whole bunch of stuff and then updates it, right? Downloads everything, goes to update, it fails. Okay, try it again. Download everything, go to update, fail. Go back, make sure all the Windows updates are done, reboot the computer, downloads everything, updates, tries to update, fails. Well, I have to go to I have to go to a um, my daughter's concert that night. So Did you check I, the gateway? The gateway was fine. <laughs> yes, oh, I checked. All right, okay. uh, so I I decide, well, I'm gonna go to my daughter's concert. So I say update and I walk away. I'm like, forget it. I'll I'll deal with this later, and if I can't get it done tomorrow, it, I can't get it done. I come back home, go to update it, no option to update, because it updated by itself. Okay. One of the things that I, and, and I, I kind of kick myself because one of the things that I remember from many years in enterprise work was if it's a Microsoft product and it doesn't work, get up and walk away and come back later because you need time to calm down. I think the computer needs time to realize that it's go, it needs to work. I don't know what it is, but all, all I know is I remember the, the getting up and walking away for a bit and coming back. So this is my first client updated from home to Windows 10 Pro, put them on the domain, no problems at all. Cool. So, same client, luckily, 
about a year ago when they expanded their business they wanted to they had purchased QuickBooks 2013 in the process of do that that was fine they had it in single user mode so but they had it installed the, the data was stored on the server but they had it the QuickBooks installed on multiple computers and they said not a problem what we'll do is one person can only log in at a time so that's how they would do that. They never had multi-user mode. They were paying for one license, and they would just basically try to log in, and you can't, oh, who's in QuickBooks? I need to get in. Kick out. Go in. All right. So then they wanted to upgrade to multi-user mode, which is not a problem. You just, just upgrade. Well, at the time, Windows QuickBooks to 2015 was available, so they upgraded to 2015. Well, not a problem. I upgrade everybody to 2015. Everybody works fine. No problem. What I just found out, and I have to give props to Mike Smith of the Mike Tech Show for this from the last one of the last podcasts he did, was he had a user that was using Windows 10 and QuickBooks 2013. QuickBooks 2013 will not work on Windows 10. You have to update to at least 2015 for it to work on Windows 10. So, luckily, my client a year ago, when they upgraded to, to, to QuickBooks, they upgraded to 2015. Therefore, this client with his new Windows machine just flowed and everything worked just fine with QuickBooks. Cool. One more thing. Same client. <laughs> the other business partner. So I've had three three calls from the same from the same company. The other business partner had uh, a laptop, and he said, "This is my son's laptop. He plays Minecraft on it and a whole bunch of stuff, and it hasn't worked for like eight months." <laughs> so you log in, and we, need it, and, we need it, and we need it right now. Right. If we could, if you could take a look at this, that'd be great. So when you log in. You, and you actually, you put me over the coals on this one, Tim. Uh, when you log in, you you click on the user's profile, and uh, Jay, you click on the profile, and it it logs in. Is it it what does it do? It just like kicks you back out. Doesn't do anything. So I figured, oh, it's locked. Because, oh, that's what it is. You you go to log in, you click on it, and it you need a password. Well, it's been eight months, and the kid can't remember his password. Okay, so he created another, but but before which, then, which isn't which isn't a huge problem. No, I'm not a huge problem. I'm, there's, I'm like there's there's a, there's a larger issue. Right. So I'm like uh, no problem. Yeah. Um, I'll log in and we'll fix that. So uh, he created another user called Scott. So I log in as Scott. Well, Scott's not a local administrator, so I can't do anything with the account called Scott. But that's what the kid's been using, so that one's kind of all messy too. But I can't yeah. do anything with it because it's not a local administrator. Where goes Scott? Not a problem. I'm going to pull the disk out or I'm going to throw in my, my uh, I'm not going to pull the disk out yet. I'm going to pull put in my CD-ROM uh, and I'm going to load the NT offline mm. Linux cracker. Yep, yep, user. yep. Right? I go to do that and it gives me an error. It tells me that the, I can't, I can't load the system because the hibernation files and system, the page systems are in use. Okay, so what I'm thinking what happened was as in the process of, this, of the kid locking himself out, he put his computer into hibernate, and then when he brought it back up, he never got a chance to shut it down, and so now the hibernation files are locked. So I think, okay, I have to figure out how to get the hibernate files off. Well, I know that if I try to clone use CloneZilla, it will remove the hibernate files. So I pull the system out thinking I'll use that, but before I do that, I throw it out to the, com to the community, and I hear Tim say, it breaks my heart that you're not using Conboot. I was just gonna say, <laughs> or any so, of, them, or any of them, or any, but but nothing. Yeah. I can't get it to work. So then I hear use a Linux distro. Okay, so I get it. I get it. That's oh, that's a good idea. Jump in, go to a Linux distro, try to do it, and it errors out. Throws out some weird errors. Okay, Google it. Google says run these things. You have to run these commands that basically kill the hibernation file. I said okay, Google apparently. Um, uh, kills the kills the the hibernation files in Linux. Done. Excellent. 
put the thing back in, try to run it. It now recreates the hibernation files. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm back to square one. Uh, it's just like a virus. Right. So now I can't unlock it again because I'm now back where I was 40 minutes ago trying to unlock this dumb thing. That's great. All right. So I go back in with my boot CD and I create Scott as an admin. Um, and that's one thing I like about this NT offline. You probably could use it with a whole bunch of things, but you can go in and you could up, you can you can remove the password, which I've already done for this user, right? Um, and then I remove the password for for Scott, and I created an admin account on Scott. So I go jump in there, and I'm like, okay, well, first off, as soon as I boot it up, I'm realizing that later on, I'm realizing that it's Windows 8, not 8.1. Well, I'm here. Let me upgrade it. Oh, no. So I gotta figure out what happens. I finally get the hibernation files unstuck and I can't remember exactly what I did but <laughs> all I know is now I can boot in as this the kid but when I click on it it comes up and says profile corrupted and it kicks me back out I'm like great so I think well at least I can get into him now and I can grab his data if all else fails I can at least maybe get some of the shortcuts and the, the parents are like if you can get the data could if you can't no problem we may just need to wipe and reload it so I then go in as Scott and I upgrade it to 8.1 right and it takes a while Boom, Bob's your uncle, everything works just fine. Profile corrupt, corruption fixed. So I hand it back to them, fully ready to go, two local admin local admins, zero passwords on the computer, and upgraded to Windows 8.1, and then I cleaned up all of the malware and spyware that was infected in this computer. I'm sorry, just back up for one second. What? <clears throat> I, I'm having, I don't know why I missed this. I you, jumped around you, a little bit. You, huh? I jumped around a little bit. I, there was a couple things well, that I may have... I mean, you gave it permission to update the 8.1, or did it on its own? No, I did after I created through the NT Offline boot CD, an created admin. another user as an admin. Okay, okay. all right, gotcha. Dialed in. Excellent. Ah, that is a very interesting solution. I mean, that's not, you, you couldn't actually recommend that. It, or you, it, I mean, it's not a recommended solution because if, if um, you know, obviously not all machines need to be updated, but I, you know, I've heard. Many people say, I was about to call you. I, it, there's, a, there's been a dip in how busy I've been. I, and I think it's because of this. I, there have been a lot of people who have told me, I was just about to call you. This thing was crazy, and I couldn't live anymore. And then it, up, it updated. It fixed it. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. I'm like, well, that's cool. I mean, I like self-solving problems. But, um, well, remember, that, Windows is, is not supporting. Like, remember, Windows is not supporting 8 anymore. That was the view. <laughs> right, right, right. So... Right. Whenever I see eight, I jump to eight point one. Right, but this is but this is in my mind, this is still new. It's not like, uh, well, I what because up, yep, the upgrades from eight to eight point one, and the uh, the free upgrade from eight or eight point one or seven or whatever to ten. You know, it, in both of those uh, scenarios, that people said, hey, you know, I had to, it just it, it cleaned it out and fixed it, which I actually makes a lot of sense. Is you would think that it would, but just in my mind, I'm still thinking of. You know, you install service packs, and it wouldn't fix anything. I guess so. That it tells me then the Windows 8.1 is not just a service pack; it actually redoes some core files if it fixes corrupted profiles. Mm. Um, or it, or it just doesn't. Or, or or it does some magical magical leprechaun stuff. Yeah, I, I I still use OPH, and I can't remember if I used it with a Windows 8 or machine before. I mean that, and that still works because, like, when I used Combu before, I could get in there, but I couldn't get into the admin account, so I couldn't change anything. Um, but but OPH will, should give you, if it works, you should give you the admin account. 
And I know Tim really, and I have not purchased Conboot, but I know you're a big fan of Conboot. Yeah, I um, it's it's just served me so well. It's it's just one of those tools that you know there's there's several ways around um, you know the, the whole password issue. You know, you you mentioned off crack, and I I love that Mitch, but it to me it was all. It, Sometimes it didn't work. It, well, the thing is, is that it's actually cracking the password. It's actually, you know, it, it's comparing the hash to um, all the rainbow tables. Right, and, right, right, and, right. Um, you know, yeah. so it's it, not real fast sometimes. It's well, no, I mean, it's it's actually doing a lot of stinking work, and uh, I, I always found it to be. I always prefer doing that than um, actually uh, using the uh, the NT offline. Yeah, password. me same here. I rather yeah. I, only because. I, I don't want to change the passwords in there. Right, right, right. Um, because you know, actually, and I, the story I told a couple weeks ago about the lady that she was punching the, the wrong password. I mean, she she was blindly punching a different character than she thought, and so the password blocks on it. Isn't the, actually the password in there? And so, um, if I were to if if I were to have dumped it, and we if we were you know I could have changed it to anything, thinking well she could just change it back. Um, there's and I was at, I actually started looking for this earlier and I forgot to to find it. I got about halfway through the search, but you know there are files and whatnot that are tied to that that user. There's files or processes. I, I'm trying to think exactly. I, I can't explain it well enough to, to even bother right now. But I mean, you know, there are things tied to that that password logging in. And if that password were to change, or you know, uh, it turns out this woman didn't actually know it. She was punching something different. So yeah, I, if I don't have to change it, I prefer not to. And that's why I always like the off practice. I liked I liked cracking it. Um, well, I kind of liked just the whole like white hat hacker aspect to it. I thought the whole process was, was interesting, but you know, I I, I just wanted the pa- to know the password. I didn't want to, to to alter it, and so I you know I I liked that. But the thing is, is is it worked it worked a lot better in the past where the rainbow tables were adequate. You know, people used to use really crappy passwords. Um, they were less than eight carat. In characters, yeah. they were in dictionary words, they, and so the rainbow tables were really effective. Um, you know, since then, Windows has started requiring. I think they actually require, you know, a little bit longer password. I believe people have become a little, people become a little bit more. Yeah, I think OPH um, was limited to like I don't know, fourteen characters or something. I don't I, know. I'm not, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, that, that may have been the case, but you know, people become a little bit more sophisticated or using a little better passwords. Now, Comboot will. Uh, that's not going to help you get into an admin account, is it? I mean, in my case, yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It'll, it'll get you in. It'll get you in anything um, except for you know if this thing's if, if this is on a domain and it's, yeah, it's the, the, a, the a machine I was account. on was on a it was on a domain. I right. I tried to take. I couldn't, but luckily I did get the. Uh, yeah, that's that's the only situation because um, it, it it has to be a local account. Yeah, it wouldn't let but me take it off the domain. You know, but whatever it is. Uh, the uh, the most the most recent version that's been um, uh, released, he's updated it, and it's it, it, it's it's fantastic. It's really really great. So and you know it's just it, it boots. Uh, it, I I always used to boot it from a, a live disk, um, and uh, this this newest version in, in Windows 10, I, I had I had problems using a disk. I actually uh, used the made a USB uh, flash drive with it, and I booted it from that. Oops. Bob's your uncle-in-law. I mean, I was just like, right <laughs> there, so. mm-hmm. anyway, I don't think that would have done any good, though, Martin. I mean, in that case, because you had you had problems. It was like it was an issue with the hibernation files, right? 
So right. Well, so so you guys would much rather crack the password, brute force pack, crack it than it is just to remove it. I'd rather not change it. Right. You know, given the, given the choice between removing it and not removing it, I, I would prefer to not remove it. I, I would prefer to. I know mean, you could put it. you could. I guess you could put the same one back in if you did what you ever had to do. You know. I don't know. I guess from from a time point of view, I don't. I just get in there and just say, uh, if you've lost your password, I can, I can, you know, I could change it through the NT offline cracker, or I could just remove it, and they, no, just remove it. Well, yeah, and that's different. So if I've already, you know, if I've already uh, had permission to do that, um, then but I, most I of my, I wouldn't have any issue doing that. But, but at the same time, you know, what you're talking about actually t- takes even longer than, than booting the uh, booting up Comboot. Well, I mean, the uh, the NT offline one doesn't take that long. I have well, I well, have it on Pixie Bit Server, and then I just go in and you just choose the password and you say clear it, and you're done. Which is which is several more steps than than Comboot. Comboot sure, but Comboot yeah. doesn't Comboot doesn't crack, right? It just you can clear it. It as just well, bypasses right? it. it just oh, it just bypasses it. Yeah. Yeah. It what happens is as it's booting, you know, after you get a uh, the BIOS screen, if you even still do, um, but. Once it's gone through all the BIOS business, before it starts Windows, you know it, it boots um, from that drive. Well, you know, like like it would boot any uh, um, any live disk. You, you've chosen it to boot uh, as opposed to Windows, but it boots it. It goes through, you know, a little display, which um, thankfully the newest version on the USB flash drive it actually doesn't have the the hokey um, uh, text. Or ASCII art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Con. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always just kind of ridiculous. But anyway, but it boots up. It's like, did you do? It's kind of giving you like, you know, some indications doing this, doing that, blah blah. And I mean, it's like less than 15 seconds, and then it's it's off to Windows. It boots Windows. Windows boots normally. And once you get to the the login screen, you choose the account that you want to log into, and um, you just press enter. And I I believe that. That it actually gives you a warning that I think I think it's Windows 10 or something different that it, you can't press. It doesn't let you press enter. It won't accept no characters. Uh, it's Windows 10. It, it actually has to see characters, so you can't just press enter. But it, you, uh, but the, the warning says just punch anything in. You know, so entering at least one character, any character, and pressing enter is adequate, and, that, and it gets you in. So, but yeah, it it just it, it just bypasses the whole problem. The uh, that uh, security issue. Hmm. But, yeah, it's. Right. I mean, it's so. It's just so fast and, and effective. And I, anyway. I will have to. I will have to purchase it. Yes. Again, with the disclaimer, not because our lawyers tell us, but because we're all good guys here. And if you're a bad guy, get out. But the, you know, these are. These aren't. Um, these aren't tools that we're recommending so that you can go off and be a jerk and. Uh, and, and what have you? I mean, these are these are lock picking tools to the locksmith. You know, this is to help us do our job. This is the reason they exist. Um, if if you think I'm recommending tools that you can uh, go and be malicious, you got the wrong idea. And uh, send me, give us a call. Send me an email. I'd love to have a talk with you. There you go. All right. I have one more thing I'd like to bring. Yes, sir. A application. Called Networks, N E T W O R X. And what this application does, and I'm going to put the, I'm just pulling up the page really quick, let me throw it in the chat. Um, what this application will do is it will allow you on your local machine as well as monitor, uh, attach it to 
like your router, I believe I need to look at it some more, you can monitor your network traffic. So uh, if you want to see what um, what they, you know, what how much network traffic you're having up and down on your local machine, you can install this and figure out how much network traffic you do you can use and stuff like that. But what's kind of cool about this is that you can attach it to you can you can run it on a local machine as far as I know, and then you can you can under the advances you should be able to attach it to your router. So because seeing it on your local machine, big deal. What about your total bandwidth and total network traffic up and down on the network? Well, a lot of places have monitoring that you can throw on you know higher end routers, but lower end routers you may not have that. So this may be a product that you could uh, you could throw in there. Very good. So I just wanted to uh, wanted to throw that out there. Is this something you've used? I have not because it's okay. Um, it's Windows, and you know uh, how I feel about Windows. Yeah, well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. It just no, I, smell. Ugh. Well, no, I, I don't. Think I'm gonna, I don't have that in my life. I need right. something I can constantly tinker with. That's right. Um, I'm actually going to throw it up on my testing my my monitoring workstation up here. That's yeah, right. Okay. Excuse me while I look down look down my nose at you. That, well, that's all right. I you can't look through it. No. I, but, well, um, hey, speaking of that, speaking of your 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 uh, command center in front of you, um, how is uh, can you give us like a thirty second update uh, on your um, monitor GFI monitor software? Is that still going well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really impressed with that. I need to uh, I I need to uh, spend some more time with it, but they're making some changes. I've had calls from the GFI people, um, but I just haven't had time to uh, to call them back. Um, kind of go over some new stuff because I know GFI was bought out, um, and they're they're um, making some changes. Uh, I know that Liam, my good friend Liam Tidwell, is is checking out some other products um, as well that that do uh, kind of the same thing as GFI, you know, antivirus uh, content management and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I will be uh, I would need to talk with him about that. Because he, him, and him and I wanted to get here and uh, or get together and and talk about uh, what he has, how he uses it, what the new product is that he's looking at. Um, it's kind of big for me to change. That's uh, it's, I haven't had to change almost 250 computers, um, but depending on price and time and worth it. But uh, like I said, I haven't had a lot of time to call the company back just to follow up with them. But that is going to change. Um, you know, one of the things that I had been talking about for quite a while. One of the reasons why Geeksters has not been as uh, on a set schedule lately is because, frankly, I've been busy, and I've, I've mentioned that a couple weeks ago. Um, well, after spending some time talking with my wife and other people, including uh, my bookkeeper, my tax guy, as well as my insurance company, um, we have come kind of after getting all the information and coming through, uh, come to the conclusion that I'm not going to be asking uh, a gentleman that I that I was going to originally ask to be a contractor with me um, I'm actually going to offer him an employee as a as a position as an employee so he will be my first employee of Obando computing starting hopefully I haven't I need to send out a proposal letter to him but um, hope so hopefully starting January 1st oh I, I thought I thought you had to start sooner so that you could fire him right before Christmas eh. oh. <laughs> that's cold man heartless note, <laughs> note to self never go work for t- <laughs> Oh, the holidays are coming. Everybody just ooh. <laughs> no, oh, you get a you get a girlfriend after New Year's so you can dump her right before Valentine's Day. Oh my! <laughs> wow. Oh 
Oh my gosh. What about Thanksgiving? Well, Thanksgiving, we have that in America because we don't live in a bogus country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for my job. Yeah, about that. Oh my gosh. I think I'm the most disturbing view of the holidays. I no, I was, just, I was kidding around. That's, no, of course that's, uh, that's great, man. I, I'm really excited for you. I'm excited for him. I, I mean, you're such a good dude. And you're so busy. I, you'd ha that would have to be such a good gig working for you. And, I uh, I wish you all the best, and I I don't expect uh, I need to wish you luck. I mean, I'm sure it's all gonna go really well for you. Well, I'm I'm you know he seems like a really good guy. I'm I'm you know it's gonna it's nice that we kind of came together and found you know uh, his his mother-in-law works for the comp one of the companies that I support and kind of just all fell together and uh, you know hopefully that'll mean that I'm gonna be around Podnuts more, be able to to do this on more on a regular basis and. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, was totally nervous about hiring somebody. Just the thought of hiring somebody just kind of freaked me out. Um, but then oh, once yeah. I finally, when we looked at the numbers and, and I talked to my tax guy and he's like, you know, your growth right now, you're going to stall out. This is where I see single people stall out is right where you're at. And to, to continue on growing, you're going to need to, to hire. And, and so talking with him and his reinsurance, and my bookkeeper's reinsurance that we could make the bills and payments and, and, uh, you know, I just kind of was like, all right, let's do this. And that way, you know, so I'm not just, I'm not stressing out as much about the short-term, you know, financial little bit of a dip and, and how am I going to do all this stuff and how's this all going to work? And, you know, I'm, I'm more excited for the long run thinking, you know, I could take a day and not stress out about it. I could go on vacation in March when my family goes to Disneyland, you know, those kind of things. So I'm more excited about what the future holds. That's bigger than my nervousness right now of, Look at all how much money I'm gonna to have to spend to bring on somebody. It's, well, you know, your accountant's right. Uh, this is just so it's a numbers, and you know, he said, well, you know, this is the point where the growth and you plateaued, and you know, the amount of time that you have, and the effectiveness of what you can work, and what the opportunity costs, and, and you know, and you know, so it's it's to him it's just math, and, and that's really all it is. But then there's this huge, you know, emotional component of hiring person, that person, and, you know, what, what does that bring? And it changed the dynamic of, of, of you and your relationship to your business and the people and the da 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 and the whole thing. And then, you know, there's, there's, uh, there, there's the things that you, the things that are changed, you realize that, that, um, oh my gosh, you know, I don't, don't have to be, uh, uh, it's not like every single time the phone rings, um, I have to be the person that answers that, you know, you actually can't, you're actually, you actually have permission in life to be sick for a day. Uh, you know, or go be like a normal person, family, and um, you know, there, there's there's really a, a lot to it. And I uh, I agree with your accountant, but um, I but you know, I, I what I look forward to this for you is everything outside of the numbers. Is that um, you just can't do it anymore? It's too much. Yeah. And it it's it, it's a shame to think that you know, with as good as you are at this. Because you you know your Venn diagram overlaps at the tech part and the people part, which that is not common. Most people are really good at one or the other, and if you're great with people, awesome. If you're great with tech, that's great. But you know to be in your position, running a business, working for people, I mean you gotta have both of that. And you got spades, but you're only one man. You can only do so much, and so you know there's there's a lot of people out there that could really benefit from your service, but you know you can't get to them yet. So. Um, I, I I really do wish you all the best, and Thanks. then uh, and, and then we'll, when the mics go down, I'll go sit in my room and and just sit in a jealous rage. <laughs> and then oh, yeah, you, sorry, you, did you I say that out loud? 
you might it's have okay. you have you might have more free time to do a uh, a steady weekly show on here. I that's that's my goal. I would hope to have more yeah. free time to do a steady weekly show. So I, I get to spend more time with some shells for great. There you go. So that's what I have to bring to the show tonight. <laughs> good show, good show. Oh man, good stuff. I better go get my son some Mexican food. If I leave early, I can probably go get him some decent Mexican food. I'm not sure where though. Actually, I do know where. There's a Mexican place right up the way. That's pretty good. How can people get hold of us, Martin? I don't know. Oh, they can send us emails at geeksters@podnuts.com, or send us voicemails. Wait, that was a, that's a trap. It's a trap. Voicemails. We haven't had a voicemail in a while. Send us those at seven zero seven six Podnut. That's seven zero seven six seven six three six eight eight. We have operators standing by right now. Right now. Now. Right now. All right, Tim. If you want to get a hold of you, uh, give you some. Some maybe some relationship advice or how to hire an employee or yeah absolutely you know, or, yeah, relationship um, advice my my feelings my my opinion of any random holiday please let me that's know. right to, to to maybe expand more on uh, Thanksgiving I, absolutely actually I'd be I'd be happy to expand on any topic matter of fact topics I've never even mentioned if you want my opinion just contact me um, Tim Bauermeister on G plus <laughs> any any uh anything they should not touch. Any any boundaries? Any limits? Huh? No. <laughs> oh, there's a reminder, real quick, in case people. A reminder. What did that remind you of? No, no. Here's a rem- a reminder to everybody. They, they probably don't know it, but Star Wars is coming out Friday. And uh, I am cannot. I just. I'm supposed to go with a group of people. We can't even go to January 9th. So everybody, shut up. I'm off all next week. I'm going to see it with my wife. What was that, Tim? I, I hadn't heard. I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> I think the, the all the original cast is in it, and I'm not sure. Yep. I'm not Ladies sure. and gentlemen, this will be Tim's last show. Um, he's no longer able to be on Geeksters due to his Star Wars. Apparently, everybody call Tim about Star Wars. Tell, get Tim on Google Plus and let him know about Star Wars. Oh no, no, I got plenty of opinions about Star Wars. <laughs> right. I, I, get a, I, I love that Star Trek. That's I'm the, a Star. The I like. I love Star Trek. And the, the box thing where the guy gets in it and he goes through time, that's pretty cool. I love yeah. how they do that in Star Trek. Right. Well, <laughs> um, uh, that's how, highly Ill- illogical, but anyway. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm a computer. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a pod, I'm a pod nutsy and not a... I'm a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I, I, see, I kind of screwed it up, but that's, <laughs> I love that Star Wars track. <laughs> All right. If you want to get a hold of me, Martin at ObandoComputing.com, uh, I'm Obando in the Google Plus, and I'm Obando Computing whenever I get a chance to jump into the IRC. Uh, thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. Thanks, chat room, for being there, talking chatty stuff. It's always good to see people in there. Um, we got CT Tech Guy, Kevin, uh, SCJ643, I think... Uh, I even saw some guy named Lugbot in there for Lugbot, a while. Lugbot, yeah. Lugbot, the cool guy. Just it's like talking to myself. Um, but all right, guys, have a great fiscal week. Uh, don't forget to be grateful. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>